Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, after years of being regarded just as a dangerous recreational drug, psychedelics are being increasingly looked at for their possible use in clinical settings. A recent clinical trial suggests that psilocybin, the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, could be used in the treatment of anorexia. We're joined by Dr. Stephanie Natz-Peck from the University of California. Stephanie, good afternoon to you. Hi, how are you today? Not too bad. Now, the the, the psilocybin, as I understood, you didn't actually derive it from magic mushrooms. This was uh, created uh, artificially. That's right. It's a synthetic uh, form, which makes it easier to dose and is more controlled at the appropriate dose that is basically synthesized in a lab. Yeah. Now, so describe the study to us and, and, and how you design that. Right. So um, we were interested, psilocybin has now been evaluated for many mental illnesses and the results of those studies for depression and other types of mental health indications looks really strong, but there have been no studies in anorexia. Um, So we were interested in kind of conducting the first clinical study to see if if psilocybin was safe and tolerable and foremost for people with anorexia, and then to see if it seemed like it was working in reducing any eating disorder symptoms. So this, because this was the first study of its kind, we ran a small, what's called phase one pilot study, where we um, evaluated 10 people who met criteria for anorexia nervosa, and they all received one high dose of psilocybin alongside therapy. Mm. And so how long did the therapy go on for, if you like, for your assessment period? Yeah, so the therapy is actually quite brief because it's really meant to be focused specifically on both preparing someone for the psilocybin experience, supporting them through that experience, and then sort of integrating any insights or perspectives that they have come out of the psilocybin experience with. So that looks like two weeks of kind of what we call preparation sessions prior to the psilocybin session, um, where two therapists were present for the entire time, and then two weeks following of integration therapy. And of course, you know, this is a preliminary study, so we're not able to say if that's the right dose of therapy, but that's pretty traditionally typical for psychedelic studies. Okay, yeah. And so in that preparation period, in what way were you preparing them? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, I mean, one of the things that we want to do first is make sure that someone has a very strong, trusting relationship with the therapist, because of course, during this psilocybin experience, it's possible that they're going to be in an altered state of consciousness, which means that they're going to be in a vulnerable place. And it's really important to kind of establish a relationship so that the person feels like they can feel trust and safety and relying on the therapist in the room. Um, And beyond that, we provide a lot of education on what to expect from a psilocybin experience typically, and then how to kind of navigate what we know Um, commonly happens. And a lot of that is really related to staying with and, you know, focusing on whatever's coming up internally. So whereas, you know, on TV or traditionally, you often see people taking psychedelics and looking around the room or going outside. This therapy is really focused on looking inward. And we Mm. need to prepare people to be able to sit then with emotions and thoughts and other experiences that might come up and not only come up, but might even come up really strongly. And and so what, what, what during the period uh, during which they've taken the psilocybin uh, is the therapist mm-hmm. there kind of engaging them in conversation about their their mm. feelings about themselves or letting them do that work themselves if you see what I mean. Yes, actually no and that's like pretty um one of the differences between this and traditional forms of 
talk therapy. And this particular experience, it's okay for them to speak to the therapist, to kind of share something if they feel called to, but really, truly, the therapist there is to provide a safe container and to help the person basically go inward. So that can be long periods of silence, right? Um, And, you know, just really being attuned to the participant or patient in different ways than we normally are. And that doesn't mean that there's no support. Someone might need help with that. They might need you know, a breathing activity or reminders or encouragement, but it looks really different from a traditional talk therapy session. The focus is not on processing. It's really about kind of being with experiences. Yeah. And so the, then the two weeks after that, wh- what's that process like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that looks like really helping the person um, think through what came up for them, what what emerged and as a function of that, how are you going to integrate that into your life? So that might be that someone had a past experience that they hadn't processed before come up and to really think about how that impacted them, right, with the therapist's um, support and help. Or it might be that someone has a new perspective or insight about how they want to navigate. Um, and, you know, with anorexia, there's a lot of stuckness. People feel like often they feel like they want to get better. They just don't know how, or they feel like it's really impossible. So our job is really to think about, you know, any experience and how we're going to turn that potentially into a change in behavior or a way that someone wants to navigate their life differently. Mm. And, and from the test group that you had in this study, that the, the, there were encouraging signs. Yeah. So, I mean, first and foremost, this was a very small study, so more research is needed, but we feel it was an important step in proving first that psilocybin appears to be safe um, and tolerable. The majority of the participants really felt like the experience was highly meaningful, highly therapeutic, really kind of, you know, transformative for them. And um, so that's really an important early indication. Um, And then we had a subset of people who actually had pretty significant changes in their eating disorder symptomatology um, immediately following their experience. So yes, more research is needed, but we, mm. we feel really good and that the results of this study are promising. Is there any indication of what's going on in the brain that the psychedelic, you know, mm. how the psychedelic affects it to, you know, to, to, to get these kind of hopeful signs? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, you know, those studies, understanding mechanisms of change are underway. Um, so we're not quite sure yet, but it appears in... Now, all of the studies that have been done across mental health indications, psilocybin acts on serotonin in the brain and other neurochemicals as well, but it appears that it might improve flexibility. So, you know, for disorders like anorexia that are really characterized by a lot of stuckness and thinking, uh, rigid and kind of habitual behaviors that can't be stopped, it's possible that with a drug that increases cognitive flexibility that might improve people's opportunity for change or help them think about their disorder in a different way. Um, And then there's another mechanism that potentially is at play based on studies, which is, you know, there's a part of the brain that really is responsible for the way that we see ourselves in the world. And, you know, anorexia has a profound impact on the way that people relate to themselves. Um, And that is a area of the brain that has been implicated in psilocybin research. And so it's possible that this might help change people's relationship to themselves, connect with other parts of themselves or other values outside of anorexia, or kind of help them distance themselves from the importance of of anorexia and all the behaviors that are associated with it. 
Stephanie, thanks very much for speaking with us today. That was Dr. Stephanie Nats Peck there from the University of California where they carried out that study. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.